This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 929 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from the Horses in the Morning show here on the Horse Radio Network. Christy Landwehr and Jody Taylor from the Certified Horsemanship Association join the Hit'em crew to offer some great tips on teaching beginner riders their very first canter. And we'll get right to it after this shopping tip from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn here, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week, and it's getting to be showtime. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth, <laughs> uh, Glenn, yes. Um, it is getting to be time to be looking for some new boots for the season, and I wanted to feature one of our top-selling tall boots that we have on our site. That's the Mountain Horse Ladies for Wren's Dress Boot. Uh, these boots are, uh, they come in a huge range of sizes, and that is one of their biggest selling points. You know, Mountain Horse has always been one that looks at all across-the-board customers. Um, they, they have a lot of different sizes, a lot of different calf widths. They're very generous with their extra wide, and uh, they are in stock. There's lots of them in stock right now, time for show season. These are very nice-looking boots. They've got the Spanish top. They're made, uh, they have a pigskin lining. Um, they've got a really good zipper. They're just a, a nice, nice boot. They're less than $250, which is a good price point for a boot that looks this nice. And, and is, it just, it's, it's just a good boot to have, and it's a really good dressage boot. It's a dress boot, so it's a really good dressage boot. Or if you're doing jumpers, um, you, you want to get a new pair of boots. These are excellent boots, a top seller. We, we don't get them back. They're just really, really nice. So I wanted to remind everybody of the Mountain Horse Ladies Ferenz dress boots. I really like the zipper pull-through slot that these have because a lot of times the zippers will come down on you after, after they start to wear out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this actually has a zipper keeper, so it prevents that from happening at the top. And uh, I really like that on these. Yeah, it's very unique. It's a unique little thing that they put in. You know, boot manufacturers are always looking to do something a little bit different. And um, and the, these are just really nice boots with lots of unique and new features. And there's a size chart right on EquestrianCollections.com. Just search for Mountain Horse Ladies Ferenz. That's F-I-R-E-N-Z-E dress boot. And you'll find them on there. Take a look at the size chart and get your order in today for a terrific price. Great. And you're always welcome to call customer service. We're always happy to help. You know, so many people want to teach first canter and have the folks um, continue around the arena on the bend. They can barely go straight, let alone do the corner. You know, I think, to me, first canter survival, you set up a cone in one corner of the arena, you set up a cone in the other, you ask them to pick up sitting trot for maybe two steps, and then they pick up canter. I don't care what lead, we're going straight. And then at the end, you halt, and you never go around the corner. And I go, yay, we've cantered for the first time. Lesson over. Fabulous. <laughs> exactly, and it's and it's funny that you say that because I just I gave a lesson yesterday afternoon, one of her first canters, and probably it was just it was a huge day for her, 
to get that under her belt and just like you said, just a little bit of canner and that's all it was. But it was a huge step for her. They have a whole lot of fear, don't they, about it. And it's such a different movement than the trot. And we spend so many hours walking and trotting before we ever canter unless we do an unexpected canter. That well, is I was a very just going to say, that, Christy, isn't that most of the time, though, our first canters are the unexpected canters and it doesn't go well. So then when we actually oh. have to do one on purpose, it's uh, terrifying. And I know we talk a lot about natural aids, so do you want to kind of go over some of those, Jody, and how you teach based on the natural aids for someone to pick up the canner for the first time? Yes, I sure will. It, uh, you know, and one of the problems, probably 55% of our students are under 12 years old. So you're, you're talking to kids that are under 12 years old, and just keeping the language simple helps out a lot. I mean, we, we can go into, you know, diagonal aids, lateral aids, and all that. But one of the first things that I, I, I teach, like you said, the natural aids, I, we use a voice command. It's, uh, and, and for the canner, we use a kiss. And when you kiss to our uh, lesson horses, they'll, they go right into the canner. So that's one of the first things we, we teach them as far as aids go. Then we move on to an outside leg and, and more on weight position, and then we'll move on into diagonal uh, aids or lateral aids whenever you start uh, wanting to distinguish what lead they need to go into. This is something kind of fun. Like, you know how we have our traditional dressage letters, you know, the A and C kind of at the at the end. If you have yes. somebody start, let's say, at the letter A and point towards C, and you don't even say which leg to put back, you just do your kiss, right? Do your kiss, maybe exactly. push your hip exactly. like a swing. Whatever lead they pick up, now let's feel our hip. Which hip is going forward first? Oh, guess what? You're probably on the same lead that your hip is going forward. So if your right hip's forward, you're on the right lead. If your left hip forward, you're on the left. And then you know which horse... Horses like their right leads and left leads, too, with that exercise. It's kind of a fun one. Exactly. And when they learn that way, they never have to bend over the front of the horse and look at the lead and hamper what the horse is trying to do at the time. They learn to feel the lead, and then they can go on from there. Exactly. So what are some exercises that you all do there in Alito, Texas at your barn um, for the canter and for controlling that gait? Well, one of, the, one of the first things that I teach, even when I'm doing the walk and the trot uh, with the students that I have or any students, the, uh, the, one of the first things I teach them, and I, I just, I, what I do is I call it the, uh, the emergency break. And I believe, uh, I believe it's called the pulley rein or something like that and other. But I, I just always use the emergency brake. And I, that's just pulling one rein around and getting the horse to stop. And most of the time I will uh, teach them to do that if they're, if they're frightened or afraid or something like that. So that's one of the first things. And I'll teach them that right off the bat at the, at the walk and the trot. So when they get up to the canter, and things start getting maybe a little bit out of control that they can they can use that and by that time they've already practiced that enough that uh, they know how to initiate that quite uh, uh, quite quickly. And so, some that of the is other such a good idea. You've got to have woe before you have go. 
Yes. You have to. Exactly. You've got to know how to stop. Yeah, I love that. I love that you teach pulley ring prior to getting into a bunch of the canner stuff. And, and, you know, that's one of the worst things that happen. They can get into the canner. They stiffen their legs up, squeeze a little bit, and the, and the horse gets to moving too fast for them, and they don't know how to bring the horse to a proper stop. Uh, some of the other things that we do, uh, you can uh, you can circle the horse. You can do a spiraling circle, which a spiraling circle is where that you make the circle smaller and larger depending on, you know, how the horse is traveling. Uh, a lot of walk-to-canter transitions or canter-to-walk transitions, uh, same with the trot. Do a lot of transitions back and forth. Um, and I do a lot of this, a lot of this, especially when they're first starting out, I'll do it when they're on a lunge line. That way they don't have to worry about the direction of the horse or anything like that. All they're worried about is the canner. And that's another thing that we do to simplify it so that they can get the feel of the canner and then move on from there. Absolutely. And do you, um, when you start teaching like your simple changes of lead where you actually do want the horse to switch from one to the other, what are some of the different techniques that you use to get that accomplished? Well, some, some of that will go back to those transitions. A, a simple lead change, for instance, can be coming across the diagonal. You uh, transition the horse down into the trot and then transition them back up into the canter on the opposite lead. Uh, you can do that from the walk also, but I always start them out. The trot's the one that I use. It's a little bit simpler than uh, doing a transition from the walk to the canter. Now I'll um, tell you, when you have a horse that's balanced on both sides and actually does know how to pick up both leads, and you can kind of control that, boy, that's a nice feeling. Yes, and especially especially when you know they, for instance, the, the you know the horse that I ride very very uh, sensitive, just barely takes barely a nudge, and, and and she she picks up whatever lead I ask. Now sometimes the lesson horses get a little bit dull from all the bumping around, but yes, it is nice when they're when they're both balanced. And when I work them on the lunge line, I try to work them in both directions. That way, it keeps them uh, keeps them good on both sides. And Jody, what do you recommend? If I'm trotting along and I want to pick up canner, do I pick that up from a sitting trot, a posting trot, a two-point trot where I'm up in my stirrups, or does it not really matter? Oh, it does. You want to make sure that your seat's in the saddle, whether you're doing a rising trot or just a sitting trot. When you would ask for the transition into the canner from a trot, you would let you would do it when you sit, ask for the horse to move forward in the canner and use your aids and I uh, asked the horse to canter. And then you could also do that from the sitting trot. You would not Very ask much. that in a rising position. And do you ever do anything with your um, people that you're teaching as far as no stirrup work, uh, one stirrup work? Do you ever do that at the canter? Oh, yes. All the time. You, you know, you're mean, one of the, Jody. One of <laughs> you torture <the>, <laughs> your students. <laughs> oh, let, well, let me tell you, we, we, have, we have bareback pads. Those are, those are, uh, we use those quite often. And, and that's another good way to get them started in the canner because there's no, nothing to tense up against. For instance, you said stirrups. 
That's one of the things. They'll take their toes, push on the stirrups, and then that's when every, they, their upper body gets tense. But with the bareback pad or the, just the simple removal of the stirrups on the saddle, they, they have nothing to push against. They relax in the saddle, and then everything comes natural from there. Very good. Very true. Joey, I agree with that. I have a comment here. I, it's been a long time since you learned to canter for the first time, Jody. And what really happens is you don't relax. You get exhausted after about three steps, and then you can't grip anymore. <laughs> that's why you go from sure. one quarter to the other, Jen. That's it. Wow, <laughs> done. Yeah. Exhaustion when sets in fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially when you're coming about uh, you know a foot and a half out of the out of the tack there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And would you so, say, Jody, do you teach any difference with your English riders and Western riders when you do canter versus the lope? Um, or because those things are the same, right? One's just a little bit slower than the other, but the footfalls are the same, all that. But do you teach any different, or do you teach the same? No, I, I, we we teach the same. The there's nothing different with the English versus Western. Uh, the only thing when the Things change between English and Western is when you get up more specialized. Anything basic, it should all be basically the same. Now, there are a couple differences between English and, and Western, but they're very minimal, and, and most everything that we go through is going to be the same, whether you're an English saddle or a Western saddle or, or the one horse versus the other. I would agree. I think the basics are the basics. We sit in the middle. I get asked all the time, Jody. So what discipline do you teach? And I said, I teach sit in the middle and stay on. That's what I teach. <laughs> I, couldn't put it, I couldn't put it any better. Find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. To learn more about the Certified Horsemanship Association, go to chainstructors.com. Or on Facebook, search for Certified Horsemanship Association. And now you can have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with the free Horse Radio Network app for both iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. Listeners like me, you ask? Well, yes, folks like you who enjoy great podcasts on the Horse Radio Network can support your favorite programs by supporting our sponsors like EquestrianCollections.com and you also by becoming an official auditor. Learn how by going to Horsetipdaily.com and look for the Become an Auditor banner right in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.